Hey, welcome back to Cedar Grove Church Podcast. We're so excited once again to have you with us um, as you listen. I don't know what you're doing. If you're driving, you're at home listening to this podcast, but we want to thank you guys for your support, your love, your encouragement. Uh, We have another throwback Sunday for you all. And uh, it's been really cool to go back and look and review on just how God has blessed us for a long time here, right here in the local church. And so here is another awesome sermon by Pastor Monty. Is there anybody here that realizes that God is the living word? I don't hear nothing. Let me say that again. Does anybody realize that he is the living word? I'm glad today that God is not dead. Amen. He's still alive. He's alive in our hearts and in our minds today. And I don't know about you, but I can feel him in my soul this morning as I listen to the testimonies and as I witnessed what God is doing through his kingdom and how he's continuing to bless the lives of the believers. Thank you, sir. God is still alive today. And I'm glad that he's alive. As a matter of fact, I I wouldn't serve a dead God. Hallelujah. I wouldn't serve a God I have to carry around. I wish I had some help today. Hallelujah. I serve a God that's strong enough that when I'm weak, he can carry me around. He's living today. He's living in my heart and in my soul. And I just rise giving honor to him, who is the great head of the church, to these magnificent ministers of the gospel, to our deacons and mothers and ushers that labor so that we may be comfortable. Amen. And to this choir that's singing out of the depths of their hearts into this fantastic, phenomenal Murray family. Amen. Let's give God some praise again for for them. Hallelujah. And to all of you, my father's children, in the words of Peter, it's good to be here. It's good to be here in the house of the Lord on, on this day. And we're grateful to God for all of you that have come from near and far to share in this celebration. It is a celebration, amen. Uh, This is a good day. This is the day that the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it, amen. It's a good day, amen. Some of you may notice that my better half is not with me today, amen, amen. Uh, Olivia caught a cold earlier this week, and she gave it to Victoria. And Dick Victoria, who kisses on her brother, little brother MJ, continuously, Uh, gladly passed it on to him (laughs) so MJ is not feeling well today so for your first lady my only lady is home with the babies today amen Uh, but God is still on the throne amen and he's still able and he's still doing great things for those who have put their trust in him amen but I don't know about you I'm glad to be here today Uh, I'm glad God said yes one more time some of us realized that we were not good enough on yesterday to earn it today Hallelujah. I I got one witness in the building. Amen. Hallelujah. And some of us realize regardless of how good we are today or how long we stay today, we will not be good enough to earn a tomorrow. But because of his grace and his mercy, yeah, I got some help in here. Yeah. He has allowed our golden moments to roll on just a little while longer. And and for that, I just want to tell him thank you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for, for all the great things that you have done and all the great things that you 
are continuing to do. And I have been counting my blessings lately. Amen. Uh, God has been good to us, uh, not only to me, but us collectively. Amen. He's been good to us, and I thank him for his goodness today. Uh, speaking of thankfulness, my mama is here today, y'all. Amen. Wave your hand, mama. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. A phenomenal, fantastic, uh, amazing, outstanding. I could go on. Yeah. Uh, mother of the Locust Ridge Primitive Baptist Church. But every now and then, amen, about twice a month sometimes, she comes and just hollered her second son. Amen. And I'm grateful to God. It just does my heart good whenever she's here. Amen. Not only her, amen, but also my sister and my uh, brother-in-law, amen, they're here as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Grateful. Wave well, your hand, sister. Tamika, brother-in-law Rodney, amen. Hallelujah. Some great people, and I just thank God for them. Uh, got an announcement I need to share with you. Uh, brother CJ, our drummer, he needs to go to work. Hallelujah. But there is a blue and gold expedition <laughs> that's blocking him. Amen. And my Bible tells me if a man don't work, he don't eat. I got some Bible readers in here. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you are driving a nice blue and gold expedition, that's a nice one, y'all. Amen. And if you don't mind being so kind, bless you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And just bless Brother CJ. Amen. Let him go get to his job today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. And, and again, I'm just grateful to God. Anybody glad to be in this service today? I Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, remain dignified. I, I do have a couple of degrees myself, but, but I just feel like praising the Lord today. I, I'm listening to uh, Sister Stephanie just singing the song, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, uh, that from the heart reach the heart, y'all. Amen. I see another generation is on the way. Amen. I, I believe the kingdom is in good hands today. Amen. God is good, so. But I, my desire is not to worry you long, amen. If you stay awake with me 15 minutes, I'm going to be out of your way today. Take 25, amen. But there is a word from heaven today, amen. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, I don't even have a handkerchief today, so you know I'm going to be preaching in a hurry this afternoon. But Hallelujah. But I'd like to call your attention to the book of Nehemiah. Yeah, Nehemiah chapter 6, Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15 and 16. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15 and 16. We are in store for an awesome, amazing day today. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm going to get out of the way and let Minister Jessica come a little later on so she can bless us, bless our socks off. Amen. Our socks or our pantyhose or whatever you got on, she's going to bless them today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Nehemiah chapter 6. Yes, Lord. And we'll begin sharing at verse number 15. Just two verses today, 15 and 16. Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 15 and 16. And when you have it, will you please say amen? And for those of you that are able, we ask if you would please stand for the reading of God's word. Nehemiah 15, excuse me, Nehemiah 6, verses 15 and 16. Hallelujah. 
And the New King James translation reads as follows. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. Somebody say 52 days. And it happened when all our enemies heard of it and all the nations around us saw these things that they were very disheartened in their own eyes for they perceived that this work was done by our God. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching today. Amen. But if you don't mind, please remain standing. I'm going to pray. But I'd like to just talk about this morning the power of one committed person. The power of one committed person. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Lord of heaven and earth, we love you and we thank you, oh God, for how you continue to express your love for us. For Lord, while we were yet sinners, you sent your only begotten son, whose name is Jesus, to hang, bleed, and die on a cross that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. And not only that, oh God, day after day, time after time, week after week, month after month, year after year, you continue to express your love towards us. As a matter of fact, you even blessed us on this day. As Sister Vera so eloquently explained in her song earlier, this morning when I rose, uh, I didn't have no doubt. Because we knew the Lord would take care of us, would lead us and guide us on the way. And we thank you, oh God, for your leadership today and how you have guided us. And now, Lord, I need you. I need you, Lord, to speak to me, speak through me, oh God. Minister through this message, oh God, so that every soul, every saint in this sanctuary will leave no less than blessed. And because you're faithful, oh God, I'm going to say thank you now for what you're getting ready to do. Have your way in this place. It's in Jesus' name. We ask it all. Somebody who loves him, say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. The power of one committed person. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we'll make a way. Thank you, Jesus. I might go 20 minutes now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. According to the Webster's Dictionary, commitment is defined as to bind or obligate as by pledge or assurance to commit oneself to a promise, to be committed to a course of action. Uh, that's what Webster says. Amen. I like to say involvement and commitment are two different things. Amen. Uh, if you want to know the difference, you can look at bacon and eggs this morning. <laughs> Amen. The chicken was involved, but the pig was committed. In other words, he had to give it all up. Amen. And, and I just believe today that uh, when you're truly committed to a cause, uh, you have that same attitude. Amen. That if it's going to be done, amen, it's going to take me to make sure that it gets done. Amen. The power of one committed person. Hallelujah. Amen. Commitment, commitment. And, and again, some people think commitment and involvement are the same thing. Uh, but can I work my case today? Uh, I do believe that they're drastically different. Uh, 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 as a matter of fact, there is a big difference between commitment and involvement. Amen. Because if you quit because somebody criticizes you, that's involvement. But if you keep on serving in spite of criticism, yeah, that's commitment. Uh, if you'll do only so long as it doesn't interfere with other things, yeah. that's involvement. Yes, but if you're committed to staying with it, yeah. 
even if it means letting other things go. Oh, that's commitment. Are y'all going to help me today? Uh, if you quit because no one ever praised you or thank you, that's involvement. Uh, but if you stay even though no one notices your efforts, amen, yeah, yeah that's commitment. Uh, it's hard to get excited about things that you are involved in. Uh, but it's hard not to get excited about things that you are committed to. Do I have any committed folk in the house today? I, I believe we're going to be all right this morning. Amen. Because I just believe that there's power in one committed person. Amen. And as we tiptoe through the text today, I'd like to introduce to some and present to others uh, a committed man named Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah. Uh, some of you may have heard about Nehemiah. Nehemiah was committed to the cause the power of one committed person. As a matter of fact, the whole book of Nehemiah talks about his commitment. Amen. Uh, Nehemiah was a man who saw a need and, and rose up and captured a vision. Amen. And, and he made appointments and mobilized efforts for others to join him in his cause. In a nutshell, that's the story of Nehemiah, a classic case study in commitment. Amen. Nehemiah uh, uh, is a contemporary of Ezra and and. Uh, 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 because uh, Nehemiah served as cupbearer to the king. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when Nehemiah heard that the walls surrounding Jerusalem lay in ruins, amen, it was a disgrace to the Hebrew people, amen, the children of God, God's chosen people, the Jews, amen. It was a disgrace to find out that the walls around Jerusalem uh, lay in ruins, amen, in, in, and the, uh, that all the labor successfully needed uh, uh, and uh, laid in, excuse me, laid in ruins. Amen. Uh, and, and all the other nations mocked them. You know, some people will talk about you, Lord have mercy, when, when they find out things are not going according to the plan. Amen. Amen. Uh, 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 this terrible news burdened Nehemiah. And he knew something had to be done. Uh, uh, he understood that somebody had to do something about this terrible situation. Uh, Lord have mercy. He knew that something had to be done. Amen. So he decided to take on the rebuilding project. Uh, the walls that had been down for years uh, had been nothing but rubble. Uh, but uh, when Nehemiah clocked in, when Nehemiah went to work, amen, he, he rebuilt the wall in only 52 days. Oh, Lord have mercy. And, and through the power of one committed person, yeah. amen, Nehemiah station workers, amen, in logical positions and, and all the labor necessary to successfully finish the work. Yeah. Uh, yet it took a coach for them to work as a team. Amen. Israel had never, ever lacked for workers. Some of you know that they were in uh, a bondage for 400 years. Amen. They, they didn't mind working. Amen. But, but what the nation needed was a leader. Uh, a leader to chart the course and to set the people in direction. Yeah. Amen. And, and some of you remember the his, history of the, uh, of the Hebrew children. Amen. The history of, uh, uh, of the Jewish people. Amen. Whenever a great work needed to be done. Yeah. Amen. God always identified a leader. Yeah. Amen. When they needed to be delivered out of Egyptian slavery. Amen. If y'all going to help me, now would be a good time to start. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, he rose up Moses. Amen. Uh, a leader. Uh, uh, when it was time to conquer and possess the promised land. Amen. He found a leader, a leader whose name was was Joshua. Amen. When the people needed a holy king, uh, Lord have mercy to establish uh, things in the kingdom. Amen. Uh, and to continue to conquer as Joshua had initiated, uh, uh, there came a, a leader named David. 
And now when the, uh, uh, the walls of Jerusalem, after uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had come in and destroyed uh, uh, Solomon's great temple, amen, and the people of God had, been fallen, had fallen into Babylonian captivity, amen, God said, I need a leader. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And God right now today, he's still looking for a few good men, uh, uh, a few good women that he says, you know what, I'm looking for somebody that will be committed to the cause. Uh, and if God is looking for you, or if you're a person that God can use, you ought to holler back at your boy. Amen. If the Lord needs anybody, uh, here am I. Yeah, uh, send me. Uh, I'll go. Yes, Lord. Amen. I got to move on. But, but anyway, uh, uh, when they needed a time, when the time had come, uh, Lord, to build, rebuild the walls. Amen. Uh, 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 God had selected certain folk. Uh, uh, when the temple needed to be rebuilt, amen, he chose Zerubbabel. Uh, 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 Lord have mercy uh, when uh, they needed to restore worship in Jerusalem amen God chose Ezra yeah. and now a new leader was needed to commit to restore the walls around Jerusalem yeah. amen and God said I see something in Nehemiah that I can use uh, yeah. uh, Minister Mark does it amaze you sometimes the folks that God will use yeah. oh Lord it still blows my mind Minister Scott Lord have mercy uh, 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 the folk that, that God will use amen your resume may not be right your references may be right might not be right amen uh, Lord have mercy, but if you are connected with Christ, I wish I had some help today. Amen. Uh, uh, God would say, you know what, something that looks like nothing can use and make something out of it. That's the type of God that I serve. Uh, the power of one committed person. And, and because of Nehemiah's commitment, uh, uh, the Jews receive uh, uh, the permit for the rebuilding job. Gather the resources necessary. Identified the workers, assigned positions, uh, and overcame criticism. That's key right there. Lord have mercy. And labored until the walls stood firm and tall once more. And it all happened in record time. Uh, uh, the power of committed of one committed person. As a matter of fact, if you believe in the power of one committed person, amen, you ought to just wake your neighbor up and say, neighbor, I believe today that one person can make a difference. Oh, wrong neighbor. Lord, have mercy. Uh, 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 Lord, have mercy. Uh, 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 wake up your other neighbor. Yes, Lord. And say, say neighbor, uh, I believe today uh, that one person uh, can make a difference. Uh, I believe we're going to be all right this afternoon. Yes, Lord, have mercy. Uh, I believe we got some difference makers in the building today. I, I just believe, amen, that there's power in one committed person. Can I go deeper today? Uh, Lord have mercy. So Nehemiah, when we find him in the sixth chapter uh, 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 of the book of Nehemiah, amen, uh, uh, it talks about this, this commitment that he has and, and uh, the power of one committed person, amen. I just want to talk about just, just three things and I'm going to take my seat, amen. amen. Uh, the power of commit, one committed person, amen. First thing, first characteristic of a, uh, a committed person is a compelling purpose. Uh, somebody say that, a compelling purpose. Oh, Lord, have mercy. A committed, power of one committed person has to have a, comel, a compelling purpose. Uh, uh, they make a great con commitment to a great cause. In other words, something that's going to be bigger than themselves. Uh, something that's going to, Brother Rodney, outlast your life. Lord, have mercy. Because uh, uh, I do believe some people have a meitis. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, 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 Brother Lynn, you know, their prayers don't go any farther but, but then me, myself, and I. Uh, 
Lord, bless my house. Uh, bless my children. Uh, bless my family. Uh, even bless my church, Lord have mercy. But, but all them other folks, you know what? Uh, you ain't got to do nothing for them. Amen. But, but I won't let you know that, what, Lord, whatever you're doing uh, 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 in this season, Lord, don't do it without me. Uh, and while on others that are calling, uh, yeah, please don't pass me by. Amen. There's some other folk over there. Amen. You, you should pray for somebody else sometimes. And I do believe that if you pray for others, amen, God will, uh, will hear your prayer. Amen. And he'll help you in your uh, place of need. Amen. A compelling purpose. Amen. The Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 1 that when he saw that the walls of Jerusalem had laid down in waste, uh, uh, he was upset about that. Lord have mercy. Uh, 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 the city of God. Lord have mercy. The temple of God had been destroyed and, and the walls had been destroyed. Uh, uh, the walls were the things I got to move on that, that protected uh, 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 the city during those times. Amen. Because the Bible says a city, a man who cannot control his spirit is like a city without walls. In other, in other words, anything could come in and overtake them. Uh, they set up walls. Amen. They didn't have an air force. They didn't have all of these things. They, they set up walls to keep the enemy out. Uh, Lord have mercy to keep the children of God in. Amen. Uh, if some of y'all remember Jeremiah chapter 6, uh, uh, Joshua chapter 6, when he talked about uh, the walls of Jericho. Lord have mercy. But, but he saw that the walls had been torn down. And Lord have mercy. He was upset, Sister Vera. Oh, Lord, have mercy, because God's place, uh, Jerusalem, the city where the spirit of the Lord had dwelled, uh, had been torn into rubble. Amen. Uh, 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 the king, amen, the, the Babylonian king had came in and tore down Solomon's great temple. Uh, one of the seven wonders of the world, amen, had destroyed it. Lord, have mercy. And they not only destroyed that, but they destroyed the, the, the practice of worship. And they destroyed the practice of, of, the, of the walls there. And when Nehemiah said it, in Nehemiah ch chapter 1, it, it hurt his heart. Oh, he was upset. And as a matter of fact, he called on the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. He began to fast as well as pray. And I do believe that we have to have a compelling purpose. Uh, we need to be like Nehemiah these days, that, that certain things ought to upset us. Uh, amen goes right there. Amen. Uh, Lord, certain things ought to upset us. Uh, we should have a compelling purpose. We should want to be a part of building something uh, that lives longer than us. Uh, uh, we should be a part of building something, amen, that, that even after we've gone off the scene like Sister Murray, amen, uh, that somebody somewhere is still being blessed in the earth because I am here. I, I don't want to live and go through all this hell and then just die and go to hell, amen. I want to be able to just let the world know that I was here. And, and because I was here, amen, the world is a better place, amen. We should be building something that's bigger than us. And I do believe today, as I look out on these scholarship recipients, amen, I do believe that we'll find somebody who will have a, a cure for cancer. Uh, I do believe that we'll find somebody, amen, one of these biology majors, maybe, amen, that'll find a cure for AIDS. Uh, they will have a compelling purpose, amen, but, but uh, uh, the power of one committed person begins with a compelling purpose, uh, a purpose, amen, something that will live beyond themselves. Uh, number two, not only uh, uh, as we talk about a committed person, amen, a compelling purpose, also a clear perspective. A clear perspective. Lord have mercy. In other words, they don't let fear cloud their view of the future. Lord have mercy. They don't let fear cloud their view of the future. Uh, the Bible says that without a vision, uh, the people perish. 
I do believe in order to accomplish great things in the earth, uh, you need a godly vision. You need a clear perspective. Uh, you need to be able to see yourself, amen, uh, uh, in the position, amen, uh, in order for, to make it through MTSU, uh, UT Knoxville. Lord have mercy, all these other universities that we're decide, deciding to go to, amen. We need to have a clear perspective. In other words, we need to understand, you know what, that, that one day I'm going to graduate. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> and I'm going to make a difference in the earth. And, another, and, and because believe it or not, while you're in the middle of your journey, I know this may be shocking to somebody, but uh, you're going to run into some opposition. <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. Somebody help me preach this so I feel a little better. Just tell your neighbor, opposition. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Opposition, yes, Lord. Uh, believe it or not, although you have a clear vision, although you can see yourself in the position, amen, although God has already given you uh, 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 a compelling purpose, amen, and although you can see that for yourself, there are going to be some people that are not happy about what you are doing. <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. Somebody missed their shout right there. Lord, have mercy. Because some of you know what it feels like. Lord, have mercy. When, as soon as you tell somebody your vision, Lord, have mercy, uh, the people get on the telephone, I mean the telephone, and, and they begin talking about you and, and telling you what you can't do. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, 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 when uh, chapter 2, Nehemiah, when he went to the king to tell them about the things that he desired to do to rebuild the wall, amen, he, he had spoken to the king because he was just a cupbearer. Yeah. In other words, he was not a person in high political position. Yeah. Uh, he was the cupbearer. He was the one that tasted the cup to make sure that whoever was sending the cup did not kill the king. Yeah. Lord have mercy. So if the cup was poisoned, Nehemiah would die first. Amen. Yeah. Lord have mercy. But, but he went and he told the king about his vision. Amen. And if you prayed just like Nehemiah did, amen, he would give you the words to say. So chapter 2 in your Bible, I'm making some long bridges today. He told him about his vision uh, to rebuild the wall. But, but again, whenever you tell someone about your dreams, you'll, you'll run into some opposition. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 the opposition for Nehemiah was Tobias and Sanballat. <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. I wish I had time. I, I'd work this thing today. Amen. Uh, uh, Tobias and, and Sambalat. In other words, they were folks that were not in agreement with what a God was getting ready to do through God's people. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 they were part of the Babylonian Empire. And they said, what are these feeble Jews, chapter 2 in your Bible, uh, doing to rebuild this wall? As a matter of fact, they're out there working. Don't they know that we have destroyed this wall? We have destroyed this temple? As a matter of fact, uh, they don't have any heavy machinery, amen. Uh, they don't have a construction permit, amen. Uh, uh, they don't have any skill or anything like that. But they did have one committed person, uh, uh, one person who had surrendered his life unto God. And, and Tobias and Sanballat said that even if a fox trots against the wall... <laughs> Lord have mercy that this wall is going to fall down. Uh, and some of you understand that when you tell people your dream, amen, when you get ready to go and, and, and conquer and do great things, amen, there are some folks that go tell you what you can't be. Huh? As a matter of fact, there's sometimes you, you, uh, somebody can be like a brother Joseph, amen, that people are in your own family. Lord have mercy. Do not wave your hand right here. Lord have mercy. Uh, 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 in your own family, say, you know what? You're trying to go to MTSU. No, you can't do that. Lord have mercy. You're trying 
to accomplish great things. No, you can't do that. As a matter of fact, they'll throw in for free, Minister Scott. Yeah, you just like your daddy. Lord, have mercy. Uh, uh, Lord, you, that, that side of the family, Lord, have mercy, will not accomplish anything. But I want to let you know today uh, that if God be for you, yeah, he, he's more than the world can be against you. Amen. The Bible said in Joshua chapter 1 that the, every place that the sole of your foot shall touch uh, shall be your territory as I was with Moses. Yeah, so I will be with you. Uh, 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 no harm shall come upon you. Amen. Amen. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And I want to let you know today that amen, when God gives you a compelling vision, all you got to do is be continuous in prayer. <laughs> and if you continue in prayer, yeah, just a little talk with him still makes everything uh, all right. Amen. You can put your foot on and say, you know what? Uh, every place, yeah, that the sole of my foot shall touch shall be my territory. Yeah, I'm coming home now. Yeah. Uh, as God was with Moses, guess what? He's going to be with me. Uh, does anybody know that God is with you today? Uh, Oh, Lord, have mercy. I, I, I think I need about two or three more folks right over in here. Hey, does anybody know that God is with you today? Uh, Lord, have mercy. And no weapon, yeah, formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up in judgment, God said, I shall continue. Amen. God, Paul said, I can do all things uh, through Christ uh, who strengthens me. And, and if God is with you, if God is with you, hallelujah, you can do great things. Hallelujah. So there's power in one committed person. He had a compelling purpose, a purpose to do something beyond what God, what, what human power was able to do. And not only that, he had a, uh, a compelling purpose. He had a, a clear perspective. He had a vision of what God was going to do in his life. And as a consequence of that, amen, he continued in prayer. He continued in prayer because he fasted and he prayed. He trusted and believed that God would answer his prayer. And although he was a cupbearer, he didn't have a, a, a political pact. Hallelujah. Apostle Coffee, he didn't, he didn't have a, an air force. He didn't have a, a, a military backing him. But he did have the power of God. Yes, hallelujah. I'm through now. Amen. Amen. But, and if God is on your side, yes, hallelujah, it doesn't matter who, what your Tobias and, and Sambalas that may come in your life. Yes. It doesn't matter what your enemies or others may say that you can't do. Yes. Uh, again, Paul said it best in Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. But I've lived long enough to learn that you got to continue in prayer, talking to the Father. And they're just a little talk with him. As Big Mama said, it will just make everything all right. And as I take my seat today, I'll let you know, amen. I, I remember my days at Middle Tennessee State University. Didn't always have uh, tuition. Amen. Didn't always have book money. Oftentimes, after we prayed and got the tuition together, amen, mama worked uh, overtime and more time and Lord have mercy and all these other things, amen, and, and all of these things, scraped up enough money for tuition, amen, then three weeks later after being in class, find enough money to buy a book or two, <laughs> Lord have mercy, I ain't the only one, holler back at your boy today, amen, somebody knows what I'm talking about today, hallelujah, amen, and and then even in the midst of all of that, still working a little part-time job. 
amen, going, waking up, going to class, coming home, taking a shower. I mean, some, you know about it, Minister Scott. Amen. And then uh, working until about midnight, coming home after that, staying up until about 3 o'clock in the morning. Lord have mercy. And then trying to get you three, four, or five hours, if you're lucky, of sleep before you get up and do it all again. And if you listen to your flesh long enough, your flesh will say, you know what, it don't take all that. Lord have mercy. It's easier just to go ahead and throw in the towel and go ahead and quit right now. Amen. But there's a difference between involvement and commitment. Amen. There were a lot of people that were involved in study. But there are some people that were committed to study. The people that said, you know what, even if I have to go, I'm, I'm going to go by myself. Because I'm going to trust and believe in the power of God. Amen. Because I am one committed person. Amen. I have a, a, a compelling purpose. As a matter of fact, I'm not just doing this for me, but for the benefit of all of those that are, are standing around. Lord, if you let me graduate, amen, I'm going to be a blessing to somebody else. And somebody knows if he can get a blessing through you, uh, Sister Madeline, amen, he'll get a blessing to you. Amen. He had a compelling purpose, something that was bigger than him. And not only that, they had a clear perspective. Amen. You got to see yourself graduating and walking across that stage. Because I don't know how many sleepless nights you may have. Amen. But if you listen to your flesh, your flesh will say, go ahead and, and get you some sleep. As a matter of fact, if you listen to your flesh long enough, you say, you ain't even got to go to class tomorrow. But there's a difference between listening to your flesh and listening to your faith. Lord, have mercy. And, and now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Keep a clear perspective. Understand what God has called you to do. The world needs you today. Uh, there's power in one committed person. Yes, Lord. And not only that, just continue in prayer. As you continue talking to God. Amen. The things that others may say that you can't do. Somebody knows that just a little talk with Jesus still makes everything all right. Because if I had energy, I'd close it out right now by telling you about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. He had a compelling purpose that was bigger than him. Amen. He had a clear perspective, amen, to save the entire world. And even in the midst of all of that, him being the son of God himself, amen, time still got hard. Some of y'all remember the Garden of Gethsemane, don't you? Amen. When he was saying, Lord, if it's your will, can you let this cup pass from me? Hallelujah. But after he continued in prayer, Minister Mark, he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Uh, I know I got nails waiting for my hands. I, I know I got a crown of thorns that's waiting for my head. I, I know they're getting, getting ready to whip me all night long. And, and my flesh is saying it don't take all of that. But I tell you what, if you just continue in prayer. Lord, have mercy. Again, you can silence your flesh and you can walk in faith. Amen. And with, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. But if you have the faith the size of the mustard seed, you can speak to whatever mountain and say, Be thou removed into the sea. Do I have any mountain movers in the house today? Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? What a mighty God I serve. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. There's power in one committed person. If you commit yourself to the cause of Christ, to say, Lord, have mercy. I got a compelling purpose. This purpose is not about me, but Lord, it's about thee. Watch what God would do through your life. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Just like Sister Shalita Murray, years after you've been called home to glory, there's still lives that are still being blessed because God allowed you to live today. 
It's not in the length of your years, but it's in the strength of your years. Do you want your life to make a purpose today? Do you want your life to make a difference today? Do you want your life to make a difference? Well, I want to let you know again, there's power in one committed person. And the first commitment that you must make is to give your life to Jesus today. There may be somebody here who hasn't made the first step, which is to say, I will believe I was born a sinner. I believe that Jesus hung, bled, and died for the remission of my sins. And make that confession with your mouth. It's just as easy as A, B, or C. A, accept, believe, and confess. And when you do that, amen, your soul, your spirit is renewed. The Holy Spirit comes inside you to live inside of you. Amen. And he will live and he will usher you through the various highs and lows of life. If you're here today, if you're here today, and you haven't made your commitment to Jesus, to say, you know what, for God I live and for God I'll die. This altar call is for you. I'm going to ask if the entire house would please stand at this time. God is able today. God is able today. There's power in one committed person. Amen. You need a compelling vision today. Amen. A compelling purpose, a clear perspective, and continue in prayer. And as you do that, God will do what only God can do for you. He's able today. He's able today. Will you come to him? Will you come to Jesus today? And there may be somebody who may have already accepted Christ as your personal Savior. But you know you're not only called to believe, but you're also called to belong. If you're here today, if you're called, if you understand that you're called to be committed to him, this altar call is for you as well. Amen. You may need a church home. This altar call is for you. Amen. If you're here today and you and you need you need prayer to continue in prayer, just a little talk with him still makes everything all right. Amen. I'm going to ask if the ministers will at this time grace the altar. My God is able today. He's able today. Will you come to him? Come to me all you labor and heavy laden and I will give you rest today. There's power in one committed person. Will you commit your life to the cause of Christ today? He's able, he's able, he's able, he's able. Yes, Lord. The change can come over you today. Yes, Lord. Come on to Jesus. I came to Jesus just as I was. Yes, Lord. I was weary wounded as Found in him a resting place. And he, he has made me glad today. Will you come to him today? God is able today. Will you commit your life to him? Salvation, church relationship, or even prayer. God is able today. He's able. He's able. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Anybody been changed today? Hallelujah. If a man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have been Thank you, Lord.
on and live your life for the Lord today. He's able, he's able, he's able, he's able. You put your hands together for the Lord. He said that he would add to the church daily such as to be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God is able today. But there's power in one committed person. And again, the characteristics of a committed person. A compelling purpose. A clear perspective. And then continue a prayer. And if you do that, I'll throw this one in for free. You can have courageous persistence. You can keep on even when circumstances, facts, figures, and finances can say that you can't do it. But faith in God says you can do it. We're grateful to God for all that he has allowed to us to experience in this place on this day. Were you blessed by your coming? Were you blessed by your coming? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.